like scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, Georgie. Swallow this. Cat dead. Details later. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello. So this evening, Zayford and I are going to be talking about um, Drag Me to Hell, the movie that was directed by Zayford. Could you tell me how to pronounce his last name? What, Sam Raimi. Ra- it, is Ra- Raimi. it is Raimi. Yeah. Yeah, I presume so. No one. Every time I've ever heard it, it's always been Raimi. Raimi. I, I don't want to upset anybody because I tend to mispronounce things sometimes. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Drag Me to Hell. Uh, this was... And how we need to find out why you hate it so much. Mm, so this was Zayford's pick. He seems to have told me that he very much enjoys this film. I have no idea why. Well, well, well. I said that I can't remember what happened in it because I'd seen it ages ago and it was partly an audience pick as well. Because I put it on the Instagram. You told me it was good, um, though. That's not what I said. I thought. Don't that... make me pull up Instagram. <laughs> I I, don't I thought you told me that you thought you enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed aspects of it. Because I remember saying to you that like why, and you like it's not bad. So maybe that's what I'm. You know. Yeah, maybe I said it, it's not. It's not the worst film ever, but. I just want to know why you hate it so much. Because you seem to like... I don't know. You just do not like it. Sam Raimi, obviously, the Evil Dead trilogy is like something that is to behold the original Evil Dead. Even the Evil Dead that came after the trilogy are very strong horror movies. They're movies that like you can take something away from it. Like There's something that... like sticks with you i saw this movie when it came out and i literally have no memory of it other than it was awful that's all i remember there was nothing that stuck out to me in my memory that like in a memory of watching it that like made me think like why it was awful just that it was awful and when i rewatched it i kind of figured out why um the acting is atrocious the story is not something that Sam... You wouldn't expect Sam Raimi to come up with the story. I mean, I, I thought it very interesting. Like, you've written here that uh, he had written this... What was it? A year after he'd written Army of Darkness? Or Army so, of Darkness from was... From what I can tell, I think it was about two years after Army of Darkness. And it's just been sat waiting to be made. So that was, what, 90... Early 90s? Late 90s? Mid 90s? I'll tell you why I don't like this movie. So, to me, it seems incredibly contrived. It kind of feels that Sam Raimi is riding on the coattails of the Evil Dead, and it doesn't feel like you... It it doesn't feel... To me, it doesn't feel like something that is solidified in um, any kind of history of horror. I don't think anyone's going to remember this film. I don't see it as a classic. I don't see it as something fun to watch. It's just boring. It's not... um, It's not for me. It's not for me. Um, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I, <laughs> and it. There was some, there was some good slapstick humor in it though. 
some of it kind of fell really flat for me. I mean, even the situation at the, uh, you know, when she's going into the car park and they have that whole big fight. I mean, I know that you've said that the, the that was a pretty good fight scene, but for me, I just kind of thought, oh, well, it's just so stupid. It is stupid, like it. And then he's, and then she's like stood at the window, like I I beat you, you old bitch. Yeah, and you know, I was legitimately eating my dinner while I was watching this and those that old woman's teeth were just fucking vile. Like See, one of the teeth that was the gross thing for me. I think the when she was like had the woman's chin in her mouth. <laughs> that was kinda of gross. But then it happens twice. <laughs> I just I just think that Sam Raimi could have done better than this. To, to me, it, personally, I, I just, I don't feel like there was much of a, a deep story. I, I think that it was, I know that it's supposed to be satirical and I know that it's, it is, um, it's not really supposed to be a, a definitive horror movie, but it was just so superficial in how it was delivered that like, I just, I just don't like it, you know, like I, I know I know that. I know that it was not supposed to be in the same vein of Evil Dead or whatever. But like it, I don't know. It to me, the whole thing is just a big disappointment. I I don't like any of it. That, <laughs> you know. Is it because it's PG thirteen as well though? Because it's the only film that he's done horror wise that's PG thirteen. So it's like a a 12 year or a 15 or whatever it is over here somewhat yeah i feel like i i feel like movie often horror movies that are toned down can fall quite flat and feel very surface level horror um there aren't very many movies that i know that are 12 so genuinely scary that would have to be something i would have to have a think about before i say whether there are any i mean at the best i can think of a couple of movies that are 15s that were quite you know they had disturbing scenes in them but yeah i, th- I think the pg-13 rating definitely didn't help it, it does kind of feel like a diluted version of sam raimi's capabilities yeah sam raimi's a pretty good director and from for the most part mm. he has a couple of like failures i guess I, <laughs> a lot of people would say this is one yeah yeah and, and i would agree um I think another thing that really irked me is uh, the whole Ouija board thing. You know, when they go and see the psychic to 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 talk about like yeah. what what you know what's going on. Why have you got this dark entity? Did you play with a Ouija board? Such a common, stupid, juvenile misconception about Ouija boards. Ouija boards, for the large part, are absolutely harmless, provided you know how to close them. Um, just you know that that seemed like a very dated law thing to say. Um, it, it's something that like our parents often perpetuate like the idea that Ouija boards are dangerous and all this crap it's not it's not reality you know if, if you do believe in all of that kind of stuff then you know and like you know how to use a Ouija board you know that actually they're not dangerous at all and I, I just find all of that kind of stuff really not insulting but like you know a juvenile but then again kind mm. of falls into the PG-13 rating I guess yeah, it's not ideal. Um, one thing I did like, though, was at the beginning, where there's that family, and the woman just... I know we're not supposed to, like, like violence against women, but whatever <laughs> demon just bitch-slapped her. Mm. And it was just... It was funny. And I'm sorry, but it was funny. 
I just, I, I honestly felt like I found like the Scooby Doo movies, like you know the real life action Scooby Doo movies. I actually found them more scary the as a child than this movie, and it actually gave. Yeah, my... it's not scary. <laughs> no, it's not, and um, I don't know. I just, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. And it it's interesting because, like, you know, you know the remake of uh, 13 Ghosts? I believe that is a 12 or 15. I think it may be a 15. Um, yeah. At, I think it's 15 because there's boobs in it. Yeah. And, you know, for all its quirks of, of not feeling like a rated R movie, and it's funny because it actually does have the actor who plays Shaggy in the movie, doesn't it? Um, yeah, like Matthew Lillard. Yeah, it, 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 it's funny, like, even though that is, like, surface-level horror and it's not um, it's not deeply disturbed, there's just something about it that it manages to capture that I don't feel uh, really occurs in Drag Me to Hell. I just, I don't, I don't really know of anybody, like, anything about Drag Me to Hell, like, where it has a following. You know, at least with some movies, you, you, there you know you see memes or, or quotes from movies, and you you know it's just not going to be a one that's remembered, and it, it's a shame because the Evil Dead is such like it's so ingrained in people. Like for a lot of people, it's like it was like one of the movies that introduced them to horror. You know, or at least same Sam Raimi. Um, yeah, it would be so disappointing if, like, the first time you ever heard of Sam Raimi was to watch Drag Me to Hell. Like, if you <laughs> imagine, like, watching yeah, but you can only go upwards then. I know, but like, you wouldn't even want to from watching Drag Me to Hell because of how lukewarm it is. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. It just, yeah, and I was irked when you told me that you'd pick this one because, like, it's 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 the it wasn't me. I put it in a I put it in with four films. Well, you know what? And I you know what I mean. It, it was your pick. Just wait until next week. Well, next episode. Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched it yet, so um, if it better not be worse than this. What was it? It was it know. Mars. What's it called? Ghosts of Ghosts Mars. Ghosts of Mars. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be fantastic. It's my guilty pleasure film. I really like it. Okay. It's so fucking dumb. Is it like demons dumb? Like, am I gonna enjoy it? No, it's not demons dumb. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I didn't pick it. The audience picked it. Stop. They were the top two answers. All right. Well, I'm I'm sorry. And I put Exorcist in there. I put a classic in. I'm sorry, guys, but we we actually had like The Exorcist. We would have a lot to talk about The Exorcist. Like I, I have a lot to tell you about The Exorcist. I would have loved to talk to talk to you about that. Um, I'm not sure why other people. Uh, pick that i would absolutely love whoever did pick it was it. pretty close whoever did pick this i want you to message me directly and tell me why and why you think it's a good movie because i would love to hear your thoughts and, and like what you what you think is worth talking about this movie <laughs> I, I know i know i'm a bitch but i'm not i'm not into this movie i'm not into it and you know, watching it the other night, it really solidified why I just it is not for me. So it's like the only thing I remembered from watching it. I watched it years ago. It must have been not long after it came out. Um, the only thing I, I've remembered from the film is literally the ending. Mm. Everything else, could not remember a thing about it. I, uh, I don't know what that says about it, really. <laughs> Well, that's exactly what I was just saying to you. Like, you know, I literally don't remember anything about it other than it was shit. 
<laughs> that's that's it. I just uh, when when you told me, oh, drag me to hell, I was just like, uh, drag me to hell, what a drag, you know? I just and you have to take a picture of this for the gram, so you're gonna have to own a copy of that. I do own a copy of it. <laughs> Why? Take that to CEX and go buy yourself a Greg's or something. Do you know, do you know what's really funny? <laughs> what? That's where I got it from. I bet. I bet. Because everyone would be trading like, in that. It was like a quid. Yeah. It was a quid. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I was, just get, I was just buying films so we could like do more films. I'd be like, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised not in the 50p bin, to be honest. No, actually, I think it was about a quid 50. I'm not going to lie. Which is still fairly cheap. Expensive in CEX, I suppose, for a film. No, it's okay not. Some of them are like 20 quid still. Yeah? And they're for like old films from like the 80s still. Oh. It's because they're like uh, new releases still, technically. Yeah. I haven't been to my CEX for a while. I think I might go there and have a little look. Because you, you can get yourself some really nice... But do you know what? The last time I went there, I was looking for this Kevin Smith movie, uh, you know Dogma? Oh yeah, I've got that. Yeah, so I was I was looking for it online, and I was like, I really wanted to, uh, I really wanted to watch it, and like I was, I couldn't find it on any streaming sites, nowhere, and I was like, right. Is it not on Amazon Prime? No, no, it's on, mm. it's in, it's in the on the American one. So if you have a VPN, then maybe you can get to it. But to be honest, whenever I've used VPNs, I've actually found it quite difficult to use Prime. I don't know why, but yeah, you can't get it on the UK Prime. You can't get it on Netflix. It's not. Uh, it's not on LTV. It's like yeah, you can't you can't even rent it for some reason, um, like from Google Play or YouTube or whatever. And I, I really wanted to watch it because I absolutely love Dogma. Like it's like it's like I think it was the first um, Kevin Smith movie I watched. And like I I was like I was thinking well how many all right CEX I typed in they said oh, there's one there's one copy in my CEX. So I go down there and I'm like I want Dogma you know. And they're just like yeah. looking at these piles of DVDs behind the till, going, <laughs> and they obviously it, it's been sold, and it's like they haven't like cataloged it in like alphabetically or however the hell they do it in CEX. And they were just like, we don't know, we we know it's here, we just don't know where it is. And like come back next week, and I came back next week, and they said exactly the same thing to me. So basically, CEX is. Uh, processes organized chaos like you it may look like it's all sorted and nice and neat at the front but they if you go in there and ask them for something unless it's a new release they will not be able to find it for you especially if you've got one copy it'll be like looking for a needle oh, no, in a haystack they, they're fucking useless sometimes I was, I was so frustrated and i ended up um i ended up finding it on music magpie i think it was uh, i got yeah. lucky on there so yeah, I have the DVD of it. I've had it for like a couple of years. I think I stole it off my brother. <laughs> Such a good movie. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's it's crazy that it's not on streaming. I I, I mean, I don't know what what's. Uh... I think there's a I think there's an issue because I did quickly Google it and there's I think there's an issue with the license and then stuff like that. Ah. So there's no streaming for it. Kevin Smith went vegan and couldn't be bothered to look after Dogma. <laughs> I was gonna say I think Dogma's one of his like favorite films as well. That you made. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would love to talk to you about uh, Kevin Smith. I'd much rather talk about Kevin Smith movies than this absolute mess. Well, if we do a Patreon, we should do some Kevin Smith films. Oh, 
I love all the Kevin Smith movies, like, like Chasing have, Amy, Clerks. I have Jane Silent Bob, I have Dogma. Um, more rats. I probably have a couple of us. Yes, I need more rats. More rats, that's a good one. Clerks. A solid one. Chasing Amy. Um, Jane and Silent Bob 2 is okay. Jane, yeah, Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, do- uh, the reboot one. Oh, the re- did Yeah, um, like, so, like, Kevin Smith is, like, super skinny. <laughs> Because, like, yeah, he's a he's vegan. And then Jay, like, he's, like, so open about the fact that he, he was a meth head, like, as an actor. Oh, definitely. And, like, he's just got these brand new teeth. And that was the first thing I commented on when I saw the uh, the reboot. I was just like, what the hell is going on with his teeth? Like, I didn't even think he was the same person for a few minutes. So, like, And it... then they get extra meta by being like, oh, Kevin Smith's going to direct the next film within <laughs> the John Silent Bob film. It's like, holy shit, this is getting way too weird. <laughs> Mm. I do love it though. Jan Sant Bob I've loved them for ages. Yeah. This is how off topic we've got. We've got to Kevin Smith. Do you know I have someone who follows me on Instagram called Bluntman420? And Oh that's pretty cool. And he legit like wears a superhero costume and everything. I keep meaning to try and find the Silent Bob costume for Halloween, but it's always really expensive. Forgive me. His name isn't Bluntman, it's Bongman. <laughs> Bongman420. Um, I rate you. Same thing. I rate you. Uh, you probably don't listen to this, but I rate you for sure. You, you're one of my biggest fans. You like every single thing I post, so good for you. Um, <laughs> I wish I wish you would come and listen, because, uh, yeah, you... Uh, you got a free mention. You, you, yeah, I rate you. Go check him out, by the everyone, way. Everyone go, everyone go follow <laughs> Bongman420 and get him to listen. Yes, please do. Um... But don't harass him too much. No. Just the right amount. Uh, and you know, currently in the UK, we are experiencing a storm called Storm Eunice. And oh, it's actually... Is that how you spell Eunice? Eunice is E-U-N-I-C-E. It doesn't look... That's not how it sounds like it should be spelled. That's how they're saying it on the news, Eunice. I hate English words. Mm. <laughs> I know what you mean. But yeah. but yeah, Eunice is battering the UK. I woke up this morning and my dog's kennel was at the end of my garden. My wind chimes were in a bush. And I actually ran outside in my underwear, as I typically do, um, on Fridays sometimes, not typically, sometimes, when I forget to take the bin out. And it turned out that the lovely Save bin it for man... Fansley. The... the Am I allowed to say that, or am I going to get a strike? I have a fan and if you'd like to strike subscribe, please, um, <clears throat> please subscribe. Anyway, we're going to get a strike on. We're not on. In- we're not on YouTube. That was me taking a swipe at the bastard who uh, who, oh, who, who right, reported yeah. me. Yes, report our Spotify if you want. I mean, bitch, we're not being too offensive to anyone. <laughs> now you have to say explicit. <laughs> I had to say, say explicit anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I called someone a bitch at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> That's casual. It's fine. We, we're we're cool. Um, yeah, we haven't we haven't dropped the uh, other bombs yet. No, no. We we saved the c word. But yeah, uh, yeah. If you if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to see what I look like when I run outside, um, you know, because I haven't taken my bin out, then uh, join my fansly. It's there. And also, if you want us to talk about Kevin Smith films, let us know if you want us to make a Patreon. Um, 
I'm halfway to making one anyway. <laughs> so if you want us to make it official, we can. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm. I'm not too sure what we should put on this Patreon yet either. So I. I would be very curious to know what you would like to see. Maybe some videos or something. We could uh, video chat, and you could actually watch us do a recording or something like that. For the most time, it, for the most part, it we do mostly only audio. So that would be quite a fun experience that we'd be happy to put on Patreon. Anything like that. Any suggestions would be cool. Um. But yeah, it, it, it's 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 really been awesome doing this, and yeah. We do enjoy it, so we're invested enough to, to, to do a Patreon, although... Yeah, and it would mostly probably be, like, bonus episodes. Mm. At least for the start. No more talking mm. about Dragged Me to Hell, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, that's why we're getting it over and done with. Getting it done within the first few episodes. To be quite out, honest out with you, Zayford, like, I have literally nothing to say else about <laughs> Dragged Me to Hell, so if you want to go ahead and read some stats about it, then by all means... There's really not a lot. I mean, I barely have any notes for it because I think I was not overly interested. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. editing out. So the budget was thirty million. It made ninety point eight million. So that is a trifold. It tripled it. Yeah, that's tripled its budget. That's pretty good. Um, was released on the 29th So the twenty ninth. Yeah, the twenty ninth of May, twenty two thousand nine. Um. That's all I have for it. It was it was actually written not long after Army of Darkness, which I thought was interesting. Um, Justin Long, yeah. So Justin Long's an actor, isn't it? Yeah. He he is yeah. He so he plays uh, the lady. What what is the lady's name? Zayford, the the main protagonist of the movie. Christine. Yeah, what's the actress's name? <laughs> oh, uh, Alison something? See, I get her confused for somebody else. I believe she looks a lot to me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought she was Rachel Evan Wood. And then when I looked at her, I was like, actually, no, she isn't. She's called Alison Lohman. Alison Lohman, right. So, yeah, she is in a bunch of stuff she's one of those people that like you she's she's in stuff and you you know who she, she is nothing of real not <laughs> i don't know i've seen her before for sure yeah i mean but yeah i get i, match, I, I get match stick man white orlando uh flicker white oleander of course so white oleander yeah, is the movie that, that i recognize her from absolutely yeah i remember that movie that's where i seen her big from. fish is like the only other big thing she's been in oh is she uh you and mcgregor's love interest i don't know because i have not seen that film in a long time i think she is yeah okay but yeah justin long um that's quite that's quite interesting isn't it uh he was in the movie tusk which actually i would love to do going a... back to kevin smith yes he directed that movie um that's why i was saying it's quite interesting and is and is potentially doing a sequel to tusk mm, but we don't know if it's going to happen it'd be great if it did but i i think he, would... he spoke about it and he's, he said a vague plot about it which sounds fucking ridiculous <laughs> you know yeah. Kevin Smith, like with Tusk, he was kind of like, you know, what would it be like if I did horror? And honestly, Tusk is one of the more disturbing films that I've seen in recent years. I wouldn't say it's in top ten most disturbing. Mm, probably say top top twenty though. I think the makeup 
effects and stuff in Tusk is definitely like it's it's notable. It's it's disturbing. It's jarring. The end result. I think Justin Long plays a character that we don't normally see him play. Someone very overtly confident. Um, Sorry, I didn't get that. The internet is on YouTube. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Sorry, my Amazon, the woman who shall not be named, just interrupted me. Anyway, um, yeah, so Justin Long, he doesn't typically play like super um, confident roles, but in Task, he's like this huge chauvinist male who's like cheating on his girl well actually he's he's committed to his girlfriend his girlfriend's actually cheating on him and it's like it's this really strange uh fall from masculinity you know you start the movie feeling that this guy's got it all he's very confident and then he slowly loses all of it and then he's just well he loses his legs he gets yeah i was gonna say put, put in a suit we, it's i i don't know i don't want to talk yeah. too much about it especially if we're going to do an episode on it because it, it probably we'll probably cover it eventually. yeah it'll probably be a, a it would definitely be an episode i want to cover because i have a lot to talk about with tusk um but yeah just justin long isn't that he's also in jeepers creepers which is actually one of the movies i remember watching when did jeepers creepers come out that was in the early 2000s surely it was like 2003 mm. no was it it, it was in the early 2000s, I think so. Yeah, it was roughly about... Not got it up yet. G- I mean, Jeepers Creepers... 2001. Yeah, the, okay, G- 2001. We went too far off then. Like, yeah, Jeepers... Two, Jeepers Creepers 2 came out in 2003. That was close. Oh, did it really? I thought it would have been... Yeah. I didn't realise they were so close together. I would have even said that... Uh, yeah, because then the third one came out in like 2017 or whatever. Yeah, so I would have thought the second one came out in like 2010 or something. I wasn't. I was surprised that they were so close together. Yeah, so uh, Jeepers Creepers, uh, that that is a pretty good movie with Justin Long in. Um, but yeah, again, he he plays these very demure roles, typically like the uh, awkward boyfriend or awkward uh, secondary character. Um, yeah, he's always like an awkward background character. Mm, take dodgeball, typically. for example. <laughs> yeah um that that's the one that you know dodgeball it, that his whole role in that always sticks out to me especially when he's uh what what was it what is it that uh rip torn says to him if you can dodge a if you can drop a uh if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball mm. if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball it's uh oh something along those lines yeah it's uh, it's really interesting, isn't it, that Justin Long really doesn't ever play any role that uh, involves. I don't know. It, it doesn't. It, he doesn't. He doesn't play any like super, super dominant roles other than Tusk. And even in the end, in that role, he wasn't uh, dominant. You know. No, but it'd be interesting to see where, how they, how they do the sequel if they actually get around to it what of drag me to hell no of a oh sorry of task task of course task, yeah, yeah well that, that's the thing isn't there it's it's like very it's like very like gray area like i think a lot of people would want it but i think kevin smith is very much like he what he likes doing things on his terms doesn't he he wouldn't do it yeah he likes doing weird shit yeah and, and he's not like he's into like he's into like appeasing fans but he's nobody's bitch you know 
Um, mm. Like obviously, Jay and Silent Bob are a testament to how much he does want to appease fans because they're they're a big thing for his like his fan base. But at the same time, I think he has like a, a, a deep passion for them. I don't think he has the same sort of passion for horror as he does for Jay and Silent Bob. Um, yeah, it's more like it's, it's horror, but with like slapstick elements. <laughs> what like a tusk! Com- there's some comedy I in there. Dope. Not like not Tusk, uh, oh. uh, like Yoga Hoses. That was supposed to be like a horror film, but it was very comedy esque. If you ever watched that, what one. is that? It's an, it's part of his like trilogy that he was doing. He was doing Tusk, Yoga Hoses, and eventually I think it was called Moose Blood or Moose Knuckle. But I don't think he's got round to doing that one yet. Because I do remember, I do remember that him saying there was a trilogy. But interestingly enough, I have only seen Tusk. So, did did you? Yoga hoses. Is a thing. Okay, so yoga hoses. You want to say what? You yeah. want to explain a little bit about that? Because I honestly have no idea. It's very similar to Clerks, but with like a horror twist, and in can in Canada. Does this does this feature Basically. two girls? <laughs> Yeah, I've it's seen his it. daughter I've, and Joey yeah, Depp's daughter. Yeah, that's it. Lily Rose, isn't it? Uh, is it not Lily, Lily Depp? Lily Rose Depp, yeah. So, there yeah, so, um, yeah, I have seen that. Sorry. It's just, the name was just, was just didn't click with me. Yeah, I have seen it. it was, yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's... It was a bit. It was. It, w- it was cool that it was like it, that, you know Johnny Depp's daughter and Kevin Smith's daughter like dealing with stuff, but I think that's as far as the uh, the appeal went on it. I don't think, I don't think it had the same sort of effect as Tusk. It's just interesting that like because Tusk came along before Yoga Hoses, right? Tusk was the first one. Yeah, Tusk was the first to, one to to come in that hard into comedy um like to to come from comedy into horror i thought that was crazy like tusk is just like it's like it's literally like one of those movies that's like it sticks with you and like yeah like if you go on a like top 100 list of like most disturbing movies or you go like on a disturbing iceberg or whatever and, and there are many many places that have all these tiers of like um disturbing movies and whatnot you will always find tusk on there and it's just it's quite impressive for someone who's not really a horror director or writer to be able to do something like that um i mean he did red state as well red state's not a horror it's like a it is supposed to be a horror it's more like an action than a horror i mean i know i know obviously there's those elements of um the whole creepy family and the, but the the shoot the, the shooting scenes and all that kind of stuff it didn't really I don't know I think it I think it comes up on horror though if you genre wise I suppose it's but I'm not 100 sure I don't sure. know I I know that it was supposed to be horror but it didn't really feel very horror-y to me yeah it says horror slash thriller on the internet yeah more more of a thriller action in my opinion um. That that didn't really hold my attention either. What did he direct that? Or yeah, because mm. I I mean that was like one of his early steps into somewhat less comedy. Yeah, like Tusk is just like it's kind of like all out. 
you know like it's it's so it's so niche it's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks but <laughs> it worked like red state to me kind of felt like um a rip-off mashup of like a million things um particularly like home hmm. invasion movies incest like family movies weird cult movies um nefarious main characters without uh like you don't you didn't want to you didn't you weren't really on anybody's side um overt gore like it, it would just kind of felt like it's it's very it's it's just like such a stereotypical typical film you know and then tusk is just like what the fuck <laughs> like you, uh, you, yeah. you th- there aren't many movies that are like tusk um it's definitely an interesting film especially like the whole like plot <laughs> obviously we won't go into it too much today because this is not tusk episode not yet no but I, I absolutely would like to talk about uh the disturbing iceberg there's one particular disturbing iceberg list that i really really uh really would love to talk about um so obviously tusk like i said they feature a lot on these icebergs lists like a lot of these iceberg lists are usually found like on reddit um and then they're kind of dissected on youtube i've seen like a few people quite a few people that um i follow on instagram that like they they are working their way through these lists because it's such a good way of finding like i don't know i i, I don't i don't we're not um we're not sadists people who like these really disturbing movies i think one of the things that like underlines disturbing movies is that they're unique and i think that uh we've we've mentioned many times that horror has a terrible issue with like falling into these tropes and becoming boring and disturbing that you know a lot of things that feature on the disturbing iceberg are unique and they stand alone we've actually done a couple of them so uh on level one there is megan is missing we shan't talk but it's there uh the the other there's saw which i mean i don't think that should be there but whatever um no saw's pile of show tis midsummer which you know i i thought it was okay uh seven which mm, that's a pretty good movie for for the 90s anyway i I wouldn't say it was too disturbing though i won't say it should be i don't know i mean it was on the late night this is this is the t this is tier one i mean could could you say that it was on the same level as uh megan is missing i don't think so no (laughs) but um it is on level one um the texas chainsaw massacre is also on level one which we 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 spoke about that in the previous episode and that's or is that the episode that's coming up i think yeah <laughs> that's, that's it's the one coming up but it's previous to this yeah. episode so we we've actually talked about that one so yeah that's on level one which again doesn't really rely on gore more on the dysfunctional family um then we go down to level two we've got tusk a razor head which is actually one of the classics that i haven't seen and i think it should be something that we do put on our list because a razor head does definitely sound interesting from what i've heard about it have you seen it uh no but i've heard yeah, about it same <laughs> um other ones on level two uh the human centipede mm. 
Oh, that's dog shit. <laughs> Did you know there there's a there's a blatant Spanish ripoff that they've got on Netflix right now? It came out in December, um, and it, it, like it was it was a Netflix original. Of course. Have you have you seen it? It. Oh, I, can't I don't know what it's called. Okay, so, so it, it's literally a ripoff of the Human Centipede. It's but it's instant. I mean, I've not seen anything that's reminds me of the Human Centipede. So probably not. Um. Let me see if I can find it. So it's on Netflix, and I will literally just put "human centipede ripoff" <laughs> because it is. Um, and you know, I, I don't rate the human centipede. I just no, it's not very good. I've seen the second. I've seen the second also, and that was just awful. The only one I've not seen is the third the one. The third one. I'm still shocked they even made the third one. The third one. Um, the third one is called Full Sequence, right? And it's basically like they yeah. do it to a prison full of, of criminals. And I'm, I'm not 100% sure why they thought that this was a good idea. But they did do it. And me personally it didn't have the same effect on me as it did with the second one the first one is kind of a bit like ugh. the second one is just so aesthetically ugly that you like never want to think about it or see it again i don't think it's a good movie i think it's like it relies on shock value far, far... yeah it's all in black and white and i can't be sitting there watching a black and white film about a man stitching someone's face to someone's ass it's not what i went to <laughs> And interestingly, I do actually know a person who is potentially working with that guy. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, God, this. <laughs> the pet shop, which sounds very yeah, interesting. That, and I'm... That's super interesting uh, script. Mm, yeah, but it's it's top secret, so I won't spoil it for anybody, and especially not for him if he chooses to listen to this. But uh, funny nonetheless, and very, very interesting if he's uh, got that guy on board because he is so gross. Um, and yeah, from from what I've read on that that, that little bit, little, little bit of a script, it's uh, very interesting. But yeah, the the Netflix direct ripoff. So I literally searched the Human Centipede ripoff on Netflix, and it actually came up with it straight away. It's actually called Two, so T W O, literally Two. Oh, yes, that's what. Yeah, I've not watched it, but yeah, I've seen it like as I've scrolled through uh, Netflix. Yeah, so it is—it's just a direct ripoff. It's not—it's not doing anything new. Um, there is a bit of a twist towards the end, but it's—it's it's so silly and so in keeping with um, Spanish soap operas, so to speak. Like it's—it's it's kind of laughable and it kind of negates away from the horror in itself, and it—it it does become quite silly. Um, so yeah, Human Centipede is on level two. Then we start to go to things that are a little bit more. Um, niche on this disturb disturbing iceberg. Obviously, like I said, this this particular disturbing iceberg, I I took interest to it because I, I've been looking on Reddit at these things, and I thought mm, I quite like quite like the look of this one because it had a few ones that I've never seen before. So uh, the golden glove. Um, can't say I've heard of that I one. haven't either. Pink flamingos. I feel like I've heard the name, but. I wouldn't be able to tell oh, you. Oh, Zayford. That is so going on the list for us to watch. Oh, yes, God. that is so going on the list. It is so. 
you're gonna get like you're gonna get like registered to something after like buying all these blu-rays or dvds i know like literally megan is missing i haven't had the goal to go to cx and sell it like it's in my bread bin in my kitchen like i don't even want it on myself <laughs> i don't know what to do with it um but no yeah, it's not something for a kid the pink hide. flamingos is kind of like a classic so uh, you, you know it and it, but it is a niche one it's not a very commonly watched film but it's super it is pretty bad so that will definitely be on our list um and then there's Mother, you know, the one with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, that's yeah. another one that I would really love to do. That's on level, that's on level three. I mean, I was, it moved me. I don't know. I got upset. I mean, I, I didn't watch it, but I didn't really hear a lot of people saying much good about it. What's interesting is that a lot of people say that that, that particular... Um, that like that movie is like it's supposed to be about romance and all sorts of stuff right but like mm. the director actually said that like the that movie is about like raping mother earth and the whole analogy of the house and everything else is about mother earth and greenpeace and all this stuff and i was kind of like what <laughs> The reason it moved me is because okay. I thought it was about relationships and how, like, you know, se- secondary characters come into your relationship and slowly turn it into something it's not and completely destroy things. And I thought it was poetically uh, displayed perfectly in that sense, and it really affected me. Um, but then to find out that actually it was about environmentalism, I was kind of like, wow, I completely missed the point of that then. <laughs> um yeah, sometimes you have to rewatch it, though. Yeah. I think I will rewatch it at some point, but it, it again, it's an ugly film. Um, not as ugly as The Human Centipede Two, obviously. Jennifer Lawrence is uh, a lot more attractive, but it the towards the ending is not. It's I just yeah. Mm. Then we got Terrifier, which pff, I don't agree with that being at level three. Oh, I you seen Terrifier? No, because there's nowhere to stream it at the moment. Or is it on is it on Shudder yet? I believe I did watch it on Shudder, but it was a while ago. Hmm, it might be still on that. I've just not got round to it. I keep meaning to watch it, and I know there's a sequel coming. Did you know Art the Clown is going to be up for the love of horror? Yeah, he's going to be in full. I know. Costume. I'm going to get a picture with him for sure. I'm doing it. Don't blame me. <laughs> I do you know they keep like releasing like all these people, and they're like from Nightmare on Elm Street three or. And I'm just like, well, great, but like, but it's not Robert England. It's not Corey Taylor. <laughs> yeah, it is. <that. laughs> I remember you were just like, they might be doing it. They might be, and then like, it never happened. And I was just like, wow, really? No, they are. They've, they've announced Corey Taylor. Have they? Yeah. When? It was like. A month no, ago. they suggested it, but yeah. he's not actually coming. Like they, they did, like a little teaser thing, remember? But they didn't actually name him. No, he's, he's going. Is he? Are you having me on? Yeah. No. What? Hundred percent. He's he's there. He's supposed to be performing as well. What? Yeah. Corey Taylor on his own isn't great. It's it's, it's all right, I suppose. It's no Slipknot. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> um, okay, well, apparently Corey Taylor will be coming to you for the love of horror, so that'll be cool. Um, hmm. I had no idea. 
But yeah, I don't think Terrifier should be on t level three. I, it's weird because some of these things I think absolutely should be on like the, in the hierarchy of things. I think it's right, but um, some of them seem totally wrong. I'll send you a screenshot. I w yeah, I can. I can. It's of Corotella. It clearly says Manchester 2022 guest announcement. Oh, look at him. He's looking very like clean cut these days, isn't he? I mean, I think that's just his normal look, to be fair. I'm not seeing him like that for a while, but then it's been a while mm. since I've listened to Corey Taylor, to be honest. Especially doing a new album soon. Mm. Slipknot. Well. <laughs> that's how off track we've got. We're talking about Slipknot. Hey, you know what? As long as we're not talking about this awful freaking drag me to hell, I really don't care. Um... Let's get, let you know. Let's let's give some people listening a little bit of like you know something to take away from this episode. Be it that they can watch a couple of like films they've never heard of before or whatever, because uh, they're not going to get much more analysis on me from me for uh, dragging me to hell. I just I hate this movie. I hate it. It's a perfectly fine film. Just stop. <laughs> We're never going to agree on it. It's not perfectly fine. It's a stain on it's... Sam Raimi's freaking career i just don't agree with it i don't i don't think much of it at all i don't know if it's a stain maybe a smear <laughs> what's the difference <laughs> you can rub away a smear yeah all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so the um, other things on level three i spit on your grave and freaks have you yeah, ever have you are... ever seen freaks I don't think so. So, Freaks is a movie, I believe, from the 50s or 60s, and it's basically an exploitation film about um, a circus troupe. Oh, I've heard of it. They yeah. have, like, real-life uh, circus performers, like, um, you know, yeah. all, like, all sorts of people, like, who are missing limbs, and it's... <sighs> It's disturbing in the sense that they were exploited for the movie, you know, like, and they were called freaks. That's why it's disturbing, because, like... Yeah, because isn't the um, American Horror Story season about it, briefly? Funny enough, I have actually been of. watching Freak Show. Um, so, yeah, this, this season, Freak Show covers quite a lot of, like, the characters that are in, are in that, in, in Freaks, yeah. There's a lot of similar characters. Um... Very good series. Probably one of their better series, actually. I actually forgot how good it actually was. Um, See, I never get any. I never get anywhere past like the first like three episodes. I get bored of them. Of American Horror Story, the only, really? Yeah, the only couple, the only seasons I actually watched were like the first three. Well, that's your mistake because like it like Coven kind of like ruined everything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm one of those people that I just don't. Look, I'm all for, like, um, empowered bitches and their whipped witchcraft. Um, but it, it became, like, super, like... Teen. Girl... I don't want to say girl, but, like, um, teen drama. And, like, that's yeah. not what I watch American Horror Story. Like, I, I like the deep 
disturbing stories about forlorn characters that like have been through it you know like the layers and the textures of horror and disturbing shit i don't want to know if that person's sleeping with that person's boyfriend or that person's like being bitchy about that but like that's not what american horror story but like a lot of people really love coven so i don't know i need to give a roanoke another chance (sighs) funnily enough that that i own i now that's the one i only made it through three episodes i didn't rate roanoke at all um it was just it was a weird way they did it mm. wasn't it Whole, it's strange um, because we actually like found footage movies and yeah. documentaries and, and things like that but yeah I, I did i didn't rate it either <laughs> um you know i i re- so i really liked um murder house murder house is my favorite i would say i loved asylum too Classic. i didn't really like coven that much uh Threak show i thought was pretty good hotel i thought was pretty good I know I'm not doing them in order, um, or it might be. I'm not I sure. I think you're mostly in order. I think so. Yeah, Roanoke. So I think Cult became came before Roanoke, right? Uh, Cult. I Maybe. got halfway through it. I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it very much. I found uh, Sarah Paulson's crying really irritating. Oh, he does not take him. <laughs> It just, it was kind of, it was becoming a little bit of a melodrama, too much of a melodrama for me. She's a good actress, but her crying Oh no, she's a fantastic actress. I just, the the character that she was playing just got under my skin. She was just... It was all about Trump. And, and she just like, kept crying, she cried care. over everything and it just didn't seem, I don't know, it just irritated me. She's, but no, Sarah Paulson's a fantastic actress. I, I just, I don't think that she, I think that she, I think that a lot of people didn't like her after that role though, because um, she was irritating. Uh, Roanoke I didn't yeah. watch, um, other than a couple of episodes again, couldn't couldn't get through it. And then Apocalypse I did enjoy, um, mainly because they went back to Murder House and it kind of gave me the closure I needed with Violet and Tate. I'm obviously a mm. huge Tate fan. Yes, I know. Like everyone was when it came Problematic. out. I did somewhat feel a little bit annoyed that they decided to uh, what what is what even is the word like? Uh, I don't know. Which part. Just just like with Tate, like his character, like it was kind of annoying that they just kind of like everything that he did was because the house made him do it. Uh, that yeah. kind of irked me a little bit because like I don't really feel that that is where they were originally going with Tate's character um I think that he was actually an extremely nefarious human being and he did have a lot of issues mainly because of his mother um and I I don't think that it was the house I think that he generally genuinely had problems <laughs> so that that kind of bothered me a little bit but it, it was nice to see tate and violet like reunited and somewhat uh have healed but yeah i thought i thought that was kind of a cop out to be honest um and it was it was really nice to see the uh the maid get her bones taken out of the the garden and she was set free and she got to be with her mother i thought that was really lovely um 
but yeah oh so apocalypse was pretty good for people who really love murder house am i missing another series after because it's 1987 right 1984 1984 so it's silly like that it's, it's 1980 1980 yeah so i, I yeah again didn't i, I kind of dug it kind of didn't like it at all um and uh i think that i think uh, i think after that it was like american horror story and then they did it in two separate they did that double, double feature. feature that's right there you go I think that's what the, i think that's what the season's called yeah so double feature like the first one is uh really great actually it, it's kind of very murder house vibes it's very like chaotic and just like lots of uh messed up characters and um so and then that's the first half it finishes extremely like it's very like it's very rushed the ending it's not i'm not happy with how it ended um then the second one is about aliens and like alien invasion and the presidency in the i want to say 40s and 50s um and it's it's just like it's like feeding into all these ideas of aliens really existing throughout the whole presidency of the last century um and that's pretty good and then they had like a whole other thing called american horror stories yeah i've heard that one's not as good though some of them are really really great um like there there's a there's one episode called rubber woman and that's that's going back to murder house but then nobody's from murder house is really in it like there's a couple um and that actually has paris jackson michael jackson's daughter in that episode um that's a pretty good episode um i'm trying to think the the other one is uh like this social media group of people on like they're on like youtube and they try and cash in on like growingly like it, it it's like unethical like what they're doing and they, yeah, they start to lose their sponsorship and they awaken some Santa Claus demon and <laughs> it's like a whole thing. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it, it's kind of... I think there's eight episodes and they're all like standalone stories and they're actually pretty good. I watched most of them in one day like because they were so enjoyable. So American Horror Stories, definitely... Uh, yeah, def definitely one to check out. But yeah, <sighs> American Horror... I'll probably get back to it eventually. Yeah. American Horror Story, like I have a lot, I have a lot that I'd want to talk about with that. Perhaps that would be a, a good one to put on the Patreon, if anybody's interested. Mm, could be a like sum up a season sort of thing. Mm, yeah, or we could just take a bunch of uh, uh like the, all the favorite characters that we have throughout the seasons, talk about them. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. Um, very quickly going through the last couple of levels of this disturbing iceberg and not thinking about drag me to hell anymore we actually have uh cannibal holocaust the human centipede 2 um salo 120 days of sodom antichrist so that's all of level four obviously i have seen all except for salo i have actually read uh the literature to do with 120 days of sodom which is very strange um it's literally just listing of torturing methods and it involves a lot of pedophilia very disturbing um cannibal holocaust is a personal favorite of mine because obviously it's one of the original found footage movies that a lot of people found believable antichrist is a lars von trier movie which is incredibly 
disturbing. Does that have Willem Dafoe in it? Have you seen that? No, but I think it has Willem Dafoe. It does. It does. He, yeah, he... I keep meaning to watch it because Willem Dafoe is a pretty good actor. Yeah, so it it's it basically um, it's it basically depicts like a mum and a dad whose son dies in an accident and they're like grieving him, and it it plays with a lot of emotions of the guilt that we feel for indulging in our pleasures even though we're parents, and it it's very much about lust and how we are still as sexual beings as parents and the selfishness that comes along with that. There is a uh, genital mutilation in it. There's a lot of very strong scenage, which it, it, it's very powerful, evocative sort of stuff. That's like, well, most of Lars von Trier's stuff can come across as you know slightly contrived to people that don't really want. You know, it's it's not, <laughs> it's it's artsy fartsy, but it's very disturbing. So it definitely does deserve to be on the list. Um, yeah. 120 Days of Sodom is one thing I haven't watched mainly because I'm not really a huge fan of watching pedophilia um, but it is something that I do want to watch one day being that I've read the literature on it uh, Human Centipede like we said st- stupid too um, <laughs> uh, last two levels are actually ooh, there's there's actually three more levels to go a Serbian film which we won't be talking about because I think it's stupid uh, Begotten I'll talk about it on Patreon. <laughs> I'll do it by myself. Vase di Noches and Come and See. So these are these are actually movies that aren't these are not big block, block, blockbusters. As you get deeper into the iceberg, you start to find things that aren't really uh, big movies that aren't they really beco- they become more like snuff. Right. Films. Yeah. So that's you know speaking of which, once we get to level six, then we do start to deal with snuff films. So Guinea Pig. Devil's Experiment, uh, Snuff 102, Faces of Death, which I've been told is, you know, one of the top tier snuff found footages movies that's very important. Uh, Another one that I haven't seen, but again, would be very interested to talk about. And finally, level seven, Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. Okay, that's kind of a cool name. Engineering Red and August Underground. So, what are they just stuff else? So August Underground plays as a found footage movie. Um, it's actually a collection of. There's actually three of them, but August Underground is the first. I haven't watched it, but I've read like a script reading of it. Like I've kind of read like what happens in the movie, so to speak, like a plot thing. Um, and it's it, uh, it sort of yeah. like vaguely explains like a sort of like a walkthrough of the movie. Because, you know, when you see, like, children or whatever on the front of these things, it does kind of make you think, like, what is this? You know, what, what am I walking into? And I, yeah. I draw the line at, at child abuse. I don't I don't have much tolerance for it when it comes to horror movies. So it it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. It's, yeah, and it is shot as a found footage movie, so it, it does have some realism to it. And it's, it's, it's a nasty, it's a real video nasty. Sorted vomit dolls. Well, I probably won't look for it. <laughs> it is available to buy, um, not on Amazon or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure you can get a DVD copy of it. Um, I'm sure there's one floating around. Somewhere. Guinea Pig Devil's Experiment is something that I, I like. Guinea Pig movies. I know, like, 
if I remember correctly, there is actually there was actually someone like a a famous person who actually believed that it it was a real thing and called it into the FBI. I don't think it was called Devil's Experience Experiment. I think it was called Guinea Pig One Hundred One or something like that. And like they literally thought it was real. <laughs> but yeah, don't don't quote me on exactly who. I just remember reading that. Uh, but yeah, engineering red slaughtered vomit dolls. It's just yeah, it kind of comes vase agent noches. It, it's all very dark stuff, <laughs> and I, I, I would I would right. be interesting to watch interested to watch some of it definitely. Um, yeah, some definitely. Some of them just like we're not really into snuff. That's not really our kind of thing. Mm. So we'll see how we'll see how desperate we get <laughs> for uh, attention. I don't know. I don't know. I would. I would be interested. I. I think it would be interesting for us to watch August Underground. I think maybe that would be interesting. Um. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah. Uh. We have been very reluctantly talking about. <laughs> if you can't tell, Katie really doesn't like this <laughs> film. Like, if you've not got, if you've got through the film, through this episode, and realised. Oh, I'm not sure if Katie likes it. I hate this it. Drag Me to Hell she, is, she is crap. And I never want to talk about it again. Thank you for bringing it to my attention just to remind me that I never want to see it again. Uh, next week, we are going to be talking about. Well, it's it's actually Zaphod's pick again. What is the title again, Zaphod? Something of Mars? It's The Ghosts of Mars. Who of Mars? The Ghosts, the ghosts of Mars. Which sounds like yes. a little bit more promising than uh, what he put me through this week. You might like it, you might not. <laughs> I, you know, I'll it have a lot more is. time for it than this one, that's for sure. But yeah, I, I was much much happier to share my disturbing iceberg list with you. So, you know, I hope that you'll get something out of this rather than talking about the very superficial offerings of Sam Raimi's awful stain, Drag Me to Hell. But yeah. We'll uh, we'll speak to you and see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.